This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. In this episode of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Josh Harriman, myself, Pastor Josh Brown, begin talking about LGBTQ plus issues. And we're going to be considering several biblical texts in today's episode. And we'll be asking this question for each text that we consider. Is this text relevant to a conversation about same-sex activity? What is the scope of the verse? Does it prohibit all same-sex activity or only exploitive, etc.? What are some common objections and rebuttals to the passages that we'll be considering? So here's episode 69 of Radiant Reflections. Well, welcome back for another episode of Radiant Reflections. My name is Josh Harriman, one of the pastors at Radiant Life Church, and I am joined today by our often off-camera uh, <laughs> part of this podcast, Pastor Josh Brown. He Happy to be here. co-hosting today. Yeah. How are you yeah. feeling? Feel good. Yep. So it's a beautiful day here in Sturgis, Michigan. It is. It's, yeah. it's kind of nice out there. Yeah. So right on. Well, we are in our series uh, where we explore, uh, I don't even know how we want to sum it up. Uh, we're, I mean, we're talking about LGBTQ uh, issues. I don't know. That's, that's not the right word. But kind it's of a, a conversation. It's a conversation. Yeah. About, you know, how do we as as followers of Jesus, people who want to live like Jesus, how do we engage you know, members of the LGBTQ community? Uh, what is a biblical stance? You know, all, all kinds of different facets of this conversation. Uh, and we're going to explore some of them. Now, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer right at the front end here. Uh, neither of us are experts in this. Uh, we really aren't. We're a couple of guys. <laughs> Yeah. Who have a podcast platform. Yeah, so and heterosexual are. also. Yeah. So we have wives and children, and um, so this is a, we both came into this conversation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Because we, we want to be kind. And, so just please, please understand, we don't, we don't know all of the answers. Now, yeah. today, uh, we want to look at what Scripture has to say about uh, same-sex issues so to speak, uh, and hopefully you've had the opportunity to go and watch uh, the interview that Pastor JB and I did with Sam Alberry. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. And, and he brought a different perspective. Yeah. You know, again, we're, we're, as we're a couple of straight mm-hmm. dudes uh, who are married. Uh, Sam has a different perspective. If you haven't seen those episodes, go back. They should be the two episodes right before this one. So go check those out. We will recommend some resources today that I encourage you to look at. Some of them will be resources that line up with the view that we put forth. Uh, I'll, I'll put one out there, not necessarily that I recommend it, but I'm a fan of looking at all sides of an argument mm-hmm. to be able to have an informed opinion. I also think that scripture is uh, not worried Right, like yeah. God is like, oh crap! Yeah, somebody wrote a book that doesn't agree with Scripture. Like we've we've got all freak out. I don't I don't think that's yeah. the case. I think Scripture holds true, uh, regardless of uh, whatever people might say. So I will uh, mention one resource today that has the opposite view of what mm-hmm. you know, Pastor JB and I would uh, espouse. So all right. So what we're going to do is look at some scriptures. These are scriptures that often get brought up in the context of a conversation about same-sex uh, activity or same-sex issues, and we're going to kind of ask a few questions. Uh, number one: Is that particular text relevant to a conversation uh, about 
LGBTQ you know, stuff. Uh, two, like what is the scope of the verse? Mm. Like what all does this cover? Are there things mm -hmm. that we've, we've stretched it to cover that it doesn't cover? Uh, and we'll talk through some of the objections. Mm -hmm. you know, people say, well, maybe this verse means this and not this. And we'll, we'll try to talk through those things. Uh, bear in mind, we're maybe gonna do one or two episodes about this. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are hours and hours and hours and hours of material that, that dives into these things. So don't, don't listen to this and be like, oh, I have enough to form an opinion. <laughs> right. uh, because right. it's, it's, a, it's a deeper rabbit hole than what we can cover. We wanna give you some information to start to process through. Maybe you've thought through this uh, issue before, maybe you haven't. Uh, we wanna kind of give you some, some starting points. And again, kind of give you our view, which would be you know, kind of connected with you know, what we as a church would, yeah. would hold up mm -hmm. you know, as kind of a view of, of human sexuality and whatnot. So, all right, anything you wanna to add, to add to the disclaimer? <laughs> no, you know, I, I agree with you completely, Josh, and, and come into this conversation just thinking, you know, I asked for prayer from a, a good friend of, of mine in a, in a small group that I'm in this morning, just, you know, that God would empower us to speak with grace and truth, you know, and speak in a loving way and, and a truthful way, um, because this is a really important issue. You know, it's a really, really important issue that we can't just gloss over. And, and I think you and I talked before this, uh, the church has done a poor job at mm. times um, talking about and engaging our friends and our family members that are uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community. And um, so hopefully we will not be a part of that right. in this conversation. And we will speak in a loving way and in an, and an inclusive way, because uh, that's that's our desire. Right. So. And, and on that note, right, one of the things I want to I want to give a disclaimer: if you are part of the LGBTQ community, LGBTQ community, um, it is not our intention to offend. If we use a term that you know, because ignorance, uh, it's in some it's, ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, really. So so terminology. Uh, you know, for one thing it continues to evolve, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. But also people mean different things right. by the same word, right? right? So, so if, if, if we say something and you say, oh, like that is, that is so offensive, please hear us, that's not our heart. Uh, shoot us an email, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I mean, there's a good chance if, if you're listening, uh, we haven't had a face-to-face -face conversation uh, to, to know what your you know, terminology is. For example, Right. Sometimes mm -hmm. people will use the, the word gay. Mm -hmm. Right. And for them, that means they, they are attracted to the same sex. Mm -hmm. They're in a relationship with somebody of the same sex. Mm -hmm. And it, it has all those things. Sometimes people use gay to mean, well, that is that's my orientation. That mm -hmm. is my identity. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they use the word gay to mean that they are attracted to the same sex. But that's it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, so there could be a lot of nuance in uh, what people mean or how they would personally use uh, some of these terms. Uh, so just, again, bear in mind, uh, we, don't, we don't know exactly how you use those terms. Right. So we're not gonna claim that we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> speak, speak on these things with, uh, 
yeah. authority. So uh, our encouragement on that note is if you have conversations with somebody within the LGBTQ Man, I can't. I've got to slow down when I say that. LGBTQ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you have conversations, just allow space to figure out what it is, you know, that they mean when they say that. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. All right. I think that's all the. I think it is all the disclaimers. So the first passage that we are going to look at today, and JB's got it open, ready to go, is Genesis 19. Uh, this is uh, an account, if you grew up in church, you probably heard this story. Uh, this is the account of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, JB, mm -hmm. you want to just read, let's, I don't want people just to like take our word for it. You want to read like the first, what, five verses, something like yeah. that? Yeah, uh, Genesis 19.1, I'm reading in the New King James Version. Uh, now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them. He bowed himself with his face toward the ground. He said, Here now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. They said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly, so they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. That's, that's a fancy way of saying it. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't speak New King James, uh, they essentially said, hey, bring them out here. We want to have sex with them. Yeah. So to know them. To know in, them. In, an, in a physically intimate way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this... And, and I know for me growing up, this was a, a passage that would usually get brought up in conversations about mm -hmm. anything same-sex related. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, I mean, for a while, right, there would be this term, and again, this is one that you don't really hear much anymore, which mm -hmm. I think is a good thing. Yeah. Right? Like they would, they would use the term sodomy mm -hmm. to refer to same-sex Activity. I believe we still have some laws called sodomy laws and they, in that certain uses, states. That uses that. That's called sodomy laws, where it is uh, illegal to engage in gay sex. Hmm. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I know sodomy laws have been a part of our country's past. But so that would so. be a term again. You don't. You probably don't hear much about yeah. anymore. This is um, where it comes from. Yeah, that's that's where this comes from. So. One of the questions, again, we, we said we're going to look at these three questions, um, is, first of all, is this text relevant to a conversation about same-sex activity? Mm -hmm. JB, what's your, what's your knee-jerk reaction there? Well, traditionally, like you said, this is what I've always known. Like, this is one of the absolute proof texts where you go and you look. Now, having spent some time uh, studying, and this is one of the, the, the resources that will will definitely encourage people to consider centerforfaith.com and Dr. Preston Sprinkle. So .com or .org? Uh, it is .com. Okay, You're right. I, I thought You're I was right. wrong. Yeah, .com, no, uh, centerforfaith.com. And he's, I, I think, one of the leading experts globally uh, on biblical sexuality. Uh, and he does have his PhD in New Testament studies, I think it is. Yeah, biblical studies. Yeah, Pauline, yeah. Pauline letters, I think. Um, but 
I think God's used uh, Dr. Sprinkle probably more than maybe anyone to help clarify this issue and bring loving, meaningful conversation to the table. And he has this really great article, pastoral articles, uh, this particular article, uh, it's, it's uh, article number four from his website, was homosexuality the sin of Sodom. He goes through the ancient language and contends that it's not, and contends that this is not. I'll let you explain why, um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not what we thought. Right, well, and, and I'll jump actually, you know, when it comes to, to whether or not that was the, because people say, well, look it, this is what the men in Sodom did and mm-hmm. what happened to Sodom. Right. God wiped out Sodom and right. Gomorrah, right? So, so there's been mm-hmm. this, this pairing of, well, they behaved this way, God wiped them out, mm-hmm. right? So this must be like a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Right. Um, but we read in Ezekiel chapter 16, this is verse 49. It says, Sodom's sins were pride, Gluttony. I'm reading from the New Living Translation because I'm not as smart as JB. Uh, so Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside mm-hmm. her door. So here you have the prophet Ezekiel. He, and, and in the context of this chapter, he's comparing Israel. He's basically saying not even Sodom was as wicked as you are, Israel, mm-hmm. in, the, in the things that you've done. Uh, but he does take this one verse to highlight the things that Sodom was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Same-sex activity doesn't right. make the list. Right? It's, it's pride, gluttony, and uh, refusing to take care of the people in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if you look at this text and say, well, well, is this really relevant to a conversation about same-sex activity? I would lean towards no. Right. I mean, it's not that it's, it was present. It was present. Right. But that wasn't the, really the focus, mm-hmm. uh, and that was, you know, from what we see in Scripture, that definitely wasn't the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know that we should keep using this as a, as a proof text in conversations about this. Well, look at some, no, eh, don't, don't go there. Uh, I think we've done more damage than good in, in relying on that text in these conversations. And, and to kind of further what, what you're saying, Josh, just so we're not referencing only Ezekiel, Isaiah chapter 1, verses 10 through 17, and Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 14, um, repeat the same list that brought judgment to the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, but it also adds to that list adultery. Mm. Adultery is also added to that list. And I'm, I'm drawing this directly from the pastoral paper, mm. um, I'm just, mm-hmm. I've got it right here in my, my so it, I would definitely um, encourage you to read that. Yeah, which actually, I mean, so he referenced the centerforfaith.com. They have a number of pastoral papers that are available for free. Uh, you just got to put in your email and they, mm-hmm. they, they give these to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Preston Sprinkle has written several books uh, on you know, same-sex activity. He's written one, a newer one on uh, gender identity, you know, the mm-hmm. whole trans- transgender um, issue. Um, yeah, so he's got a lot yeah. of resources. I yeah. uh, can't encourage you enough to go and check those out. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, we address the objections to that passage, except we object to those passages in a sense. You know, yeah. Hey, let's not use those uh, yeah. in, in these conversations. Uh, the next one is Leviticus 18, verse 22. Leviticus 18, verse 22. 
Leviticus is everybody's favorite book in the Bible. All about um, emissions. That's right. <laughs> and scaly sores on the body. That's right. And mold in your house and in your pots and pans. So. Good stuff. Yes. Good yes, stuff. Things that, uh, yeah, we, uh, we can't necessarily. So it says this in Leviticus 18, verse 22. Yeah. Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. We'll pause here and okay. sorry. And we're gonna pause. Paul, you'll have to uh, edit that. Work, work some magic here. We yeah. got somebody. Yeah, Paul, on the you door. got it. We'll do a quick cut there. Yep. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, I think she's in the prayer room. room. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, I think she's. That's just where she camps out. She's yeah. working on stuff. Yep. Yeah, you can pop back there. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, to yeah. the right. Yeah, second yep. door on the right yep. down that hallway. And not a big deal, Mike, but if you come back out, if you would, go through the gym and then out because we're, we're filming in here. So no big deal. No big deal. Just letting you know. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. And then you could just go straight out the, uh, the offices. Thanks, man. Okay, Paul. Here we go. We're back. So that's Leviticus 18.22, and the other one in Leviticus is Leviticus 20.13. Yep. You got that one? We'll yeah, 20.13 says, says, If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death, their blood shall be upon them. There you go. So you've got two references in Leviticus uh, that address this uh, topic. And so then let's, let's apply our filter for, for what we're working through. So first and foremost, is this text relevant yeah. <laughs> to a conversation about you know, same-sex activity? Yes. Uh, yes, I believe it is. I, I think, I think yeah. that's pretty clear cut. Yeah, that's I think it's it, because it, it describes uh, the activity itself. Now what you'll notice here is, and this is where we wanna be very careful, it doesn't say same-sex attraction. Right. It doesn't, it, it specifically, uh, marks the sexual activity. And let's be, this is something I think Preston does really well, we wanna do well as, as well, is say that throughout God's word, any activity of sex outside of marriage is wrong in God's eyes. Whether it's straight sex or gay sex, it's not, God wants this to be in the confines of marriage, Yet, he defines sexual activity within that, that foundation of marriage right. between a man and a woman. Right. So if you, if you sometimes see the blanket term sexual immorality, that covers everything mm -hmm. other than sex within marriage. I mean, so yeah. so it's, a, it's, a big, mm -hmm. it's a big umbrella term it is. Uh, that you'll see yeah. in Scripture. Um, so yes, these, these texts very clearly uh, talk about the activity and they say this is not good uh, don't do it yeah. now I do want to be I, I want to you know, tease out a little bit and this is where I think uh, sometimes and that you, you you started going this way a little bit mm -hmm. right where where the church has maybe gone wrong mm -hmm. is we 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 ignore maybe some of the heterosexual mm -hmm. <laughs> sins you know and, and we elevate you know, same sex. They're like, "Whoa, this is terrible!" They're like, yeah. look at—they kill them for this. Well, yeah, but they also kill you if you 
commit adultery like with another woman. Like, That's exactly. I right. mean, I mean, you, you, there's the same penalty there. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes we've we've made uh, the one like, oh, well, this is obviously yeah. a greater a greater yeah. sin. Um, we vilified certain sins. Yeah, we have vilified them and made them. Uh, out of balance, and God's word does not support that. Right. And that's where I think the church has trended towards uh, condemnation, towards hatefulness at times. Um, and I, I can't say for sure, but I think in some ways, from a heterosexual perspective, some of that can be rooted in homophobia, where you're mm. genuinely just, you don't understand this, it doesn't make sense to you, you're afraid. Uh, and so, uh, you put on a, a pretty thick exterior and pour on judgment uh, in a way that will kind of help you manage your own fears. Well, I mean, which is an interesting thing. I've had conversations actually just in the last couple of weeks with, with some students that I work with. Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, yeah, and, and we're just talking about how do we lovingly engage you know, right. people within the LGBTQ plus community. Right? And they're like, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's weird to be, like, why is it, yeah. like, why is it weird? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're like, yeah. like if, if you've never met this person, you don't, yeah. you don't know anything about them, yeah. right? Like, how does knowing that change whether, I mean, you can still sit down, have a conversation. Absolutely. You, can, you know, they're, they're, they're still a human being, right? right? I mean, and, and that's, that's one thing. It's, you know, sometimes people act as though it's contagious, right? right? And it isn't. Right. You know, so it, and there could weird... be some deep-seated, you know, uh, I was just listening to a podcast again with, with uh, Press and Sprinkle, Theology in the Raw, phenomenal podcast, uh, where he was talking about uh, gender dysphoria and how sometimes people who are vilifying gender confusion, gender dysphoria, uh, it can actually come from a deep-seated mm. uh, underlying thing that they're dealing with they may not even recognize it and it could be related to body image it can be related to uh perceptions on on what culture says about your body and other people's it's very it was very very interesting so uh but yeah i think these this text is very plain the the good thing about this and uh, we always want to come full circle to this uh there's all sorts of abominations in scripture this yes. is one of them and the glorious truth of uh, and story all woven through the bible is that all of our abominations, all of our sins, all of the things where we've missed the mark of God were completely atoned for at the cross of Jesus Christ. The gospel message is there. And the gospel is there to set me free from my sin and, and any other sin that is in the world. Um, so it isn't hopeless, it isn't helpless. Um, yeah, I think it's important. But now I do want to, on that, and you, know, you and I were talking about this before we started rolling, you know, when we talk about being set free from sin, yeah. uh, there have been some, we'll say attempts, mm -hmm. you know, within the church. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I, I think these are mostly done away with Yeah, now. they, they yeah, folded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they should. But there was a, a, yeah. a trend, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't even know what you would, Call it, but essentially, you would you would take you know people who were, were same sex sex attracted, and therapeutically therapeutically make them straight. Yes, which doesn't work. No, <laughs> like that's not yeah. like that's not a thing. Uh, probably eighty uh, percent failure rate. Much more much more damaging than it was yeah. uh, helpful. 
Yeah. So yeah, fortunately, things like that are are done away with. So when we talk about freedom from you know and, and redemption from sin, that's not what we're talking about. No. You know, so that's we're we're talking about the freedom from the eternal penalty of sin. So to give you uh, an example, in my life, uh, a lot of years I lived as an addict, and the scriptures in a very very real way connect drug abuse to witchcraft. There's, there's, that's a really serious thing in God's eyes. And for me, I had a single encounter with Jesus where it was like a light switch, where that addictive part of my life, I was no longer addicted and I never touched the drugs again. But I can say to you, the addictive tendencies of my addictive sinful nature have followed me uh, the last 21 years of my life since that time. I have to be very careful because that addiction, that tendency towards addiction is still there. God didn't just take that away. He took away my addiction to a single group of things, but that behavior or, or proclivity towards addiction is still very present in this body, right. in this sinful body. And it will be, I'm never going to be perfect until I'm in heaven with Jesus. And so that's why same-sex uh, therapeutic models, I just think are there, it's really bad. Right, you're it's trying really to rewire bad. the brain, right? Yeah. I mean, and you know, all of us are born, and you know, again, when we, we talked with uh, Pastor Sam Alberry, you know, he talks about how sin it infects every aspect of our humanity. And the whole right. world. In the whole world. I mean, so, so yeah. we constantly live in the tension, right, as followers of Jesus between that sin nature and the call of God on our lives. And we know that, that we are being redeemed, right? It's a mm -hmm. process. We're being sanctified, right? Mm -hmm. This is something that in this, you know, fleshly body, right. you know, we are being made holy. We are being made more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a process and we always live in tension yeah. between our sin nature, those proclivities that we have, mm -hmm. uh, and what God calls us to. So yeah, it, it isn't that, that Jesus uh, rewires our brain, uh, mm -hmm. it's that he gives us, through the power of Holy Spirit, the ability to live into his call on our lives despite those natural tendencies mm -hmm. that are, are you know, aimed at destroying us. So That said, we, we never want to say that God can't do that. Oh, for he sure. can mm -hmm. miraculously, and there are some stories. Uh, you know, I personally, uh, I've got a, a good friend in the church. He, he's out in California, who uh, had same-sex attractions for quite a part, uh, quite a lot of his life, and came to a place where he experienced change, and it wasn't his own doing. Um, he's happily married. Uh, they've got, I think they've got a baby on the way. Uh, and so we know that that's possible, but for me to tell you or another person, anyone of that persuasion that, that, Hey, you just need to let God do that and have the faith for that to happen. That's right. Hey, just stop being gay. Yeah. Just, cool. <laughs> just stop being that way. Okay. Uh, hey, I, yeah, that's not real. That's just not real. No. That has to be a work of the Holy spirit. Uh, it can be. Uh, but more times than not, you see people who are same-sex attracted and they live with that part of their, their, their person um, in obedience to God's word in a place of celibacy, 
Uh, that's like Sam. You know, mm-hmm. Sam, is, Sam shared that part of his story. Again, we want to encourage you to watch those episodes. They were really good. No, so. no that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, I was just going to say something totally, totally forgot. You said something. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> hate Don't it when you that hate happens. It when that happens? It happens to me daily. All right. Well, hey, so let's talk. So we've got these two passages in Leviticus. Yeah. But one of the objections to, to, as to whether or not, you know, Clearly, these verses address same-sex activity. But people would object and say, well, sure. But Leviticus also says, don't get tattoos. Right. Leviticus says, don't, but does it? don't wear... Oh, no, no, no. I hear, I hear right. it. I'm just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. This, is, this is the... Uh, yeah. you know, these are some of the objections. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you're probably wearing a, a shirt that's made out of two kinds of material, right? Is Wool and a, cotton. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. So why, why do you pick yeah. and choose yeah. which passages from Leviticus uh, that you think that we should follow? You're just cherry-picking the ones because mm-hmm. you don't like this particular thing right. while you ignore... You know, when's the last time you went and asked the priest whether or not, you know, your tent was clean and you could go back to living in it kind of thing. You know right. what I mean? Right. So, I, and, and I think you maybe have a unique uh, perspective on this one, JB, just with some of your, and, and if you don't want to go that route, no, we, we can't. But like, but with your, with your background, kind of what you came mm-hmm. out of in church world. Yeah. Right? When you, when you look at a book like Leviticus. Right. How do we navigate Okay, well, what of this do I follow? What if this was yeah. uh, cultural? What if this was, you know, hey, this is only binding on right. Israel? You know, because there are things mm-hmm. in Scripture that yes. this was, like, specific to the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. How do we know which of those things right. are still relevant today? Because the people would say, well, hey, yeah. JB, you're sitting here, like, all tatted up. Right. Like, psh, psh. Hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, and, and Josh, what Josh is referring to is my family and I, we, uh, we used to worship at a Messianic or Hebrew roots uh, church. So this was a Christian church uh, that still applied all of the Torah. So the first five books of the Bible. So our family didn't keep traditional holidays. We observed all the Jewish feasts and all of the kosher laws that are in Leviticus um, and most of the things that you read. But we still cherry-picked. We still had a buffet sort of. So the way that I've, I've been able to see some clarity in that and answer that question is that I think that the Bible is, is comprised of two stories. And these are covenantal stories. And, and a covenant just means an agreement with God, right? Um, and, and there's the old covenant and the new covenant, right? And these, the, the, draw, the dividing line in the sand of these covenants uh, was the moment in time when Jesus gave his life for us on the cross. This is when the new covenant was enacted or inaugurated is probably the better way to say it. Uh, The way that I look at the old covenant, and I'm gonna speak personally here, is I wanna look at things specifically that are related to temple worship, right? Because the temple has been redefined in the new covenant. Sacrificial worship, what, how do I approach God? So we know in the old covenant, it was through the blood of animals. Now it's through one sacrifice, through Jesus. And if we're getting in the weeds here, viewers and listeners, stay, stay with me. Um, basically, all I'm saying is that there are certain things that were fulfilled in Jesus. They weren't done away with. Uh, Jesus says, I didn't come to destroy the law, but to fully preach it. 
The word actually says fulfill, but that word fulfill means to fully preach, so to bring clarity. So for instance, we know in the book of Numbers chapter 15 that the Jewish people were to take blue and white thread. It's called the tzitzit, T-Z-I-T, T-Z-I-T, and they would bind them to the four corners of their belt loops. Which, I mean, if you've ever come across like an Orthodox yep, you know, Jew, I mean, you, Jews. you would still see this. Absolutely, you know, they, they you'll see the, the tassels. And the scriptures in Numbers 15 say that you would look upon them, remember the commandments, and that you would obey them. So there's these functions of these tzitzit. Well, what do we know in the new covenant? We know that after Jesus died and ascended and his sacrifice was accepted, he said that he was gonna send a helper, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, what does the Holy Spirit do? Reminds you of sin, convicts you of sin, and reminds the world of everything that Jesus said. These are the functions. They do the same thing that the seat seat set did. So the seat seat finds its fulfillment mm -hmm. in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So when we look at commands like this, where is there a new covenant fulfillment of biblical sexuality by the commands of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit? We don't see any changes. In fact, we see Jesus continue to affirm biblical sexuality. We don't see a fulfillment in the new covenant. That's how we can look at these old covenant commands and truly pick some of them. We are actually right. doing that. Right. Um, so I know that was long-winded, but. Yeah. No, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard, and I liked your breakdown, because, yeah, sometimes, too, you hear people say, well, hey, some of these are, are moral laws. Yeah. Hey, don't kill people. Yeah, I mean, that's a... <laughs> There's no new covenant fulfillment that allows you to kill people. That's a moral law, and, yeah. and we still abide by that one. Yeah, um, thankfully. <laughs> versus, you know, things like the yeah. don't make tattoos, which, again, is... Mm -hmm. uh, marks for the dead. Marks for the dead, right? Mm -hmm. this, was, this was something aimed at setting Israel apart from surrounding cultures. Yeah. They were pulled out of a culture, right. you know, steeped in idol worship. Right, Egyptian yeah. culture was darkness. was steeped in darkness. Babylonian, right, and and they're pulled out of that. They're right. going into a land that is defined by you know, the Canaanites. Right, you know, in Scripture, I can't remember if it's if it's Numbers, Deuteronomy. It talks about, hey Israel, I'm not giving you this land because you're awesome. Like you're going in as a yeah. tool of judgment because the Canaanites are so bad. Right, like the things that they are doing are horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they were not nice people, right? But I mean, it's yes. steeped, in, steeped in idol worship. And, and God is saying, there are things that you have to do to set yourselves apart, to right. be holy, right? And that's mm -hmm. kind of the theme of the whole book of Leviticus. And all of that holiness is a safety thing, right? We can, we can look at the commandments of God and we can think about the, you know, the tablets. But another way to look at the commandments of God is to think of them as loving instructions, mm -hmm. right? If my child is out kicking a soccer ball in the yard in front of a highway, and I make a command, if you kick that ball out into the road, don't rip roar, run out into traffic, because you could get hit by a Mack truck and die. Now that command to my child could seem like, oh, you're a bummer, you're trying to ruin my, my fun kicking I just wanna play soccer. I'm just trying to play soccer. When as a dad, I know the dangers, right? And so, all of God's commandments uh, are loving instructions for his people. He knows what's best. He knows us, he made us. Um, and so uh, th that's another way to interpret these instructions rather than like this austere, you know, lightning throwing Greek God, you know, kind of thinking of God in heaven, which he isn't. Right. 
No, that's good. So yeah, so when you when it comes to the bottom line, and then we'll we'll probably wrap up this episode. And we'll we'll cover New Testament passages in the next episode. Um, just understand that there are different, you know, since categories of law. You know, when you mm-hmm. when you look at Leviticus and JB again, I like that that way you described it, and and the fulfillment of Jesus for some of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably talk in the next episode a little bit about uh, the idea of a trajectory ethic. Um, and, and what that might look like. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for now, we're going to wrap this up. Um, again, want to encourage you to dig in. Go to centerforfaith.com to look at Preston Sprinkle's resources. Uh, he's got several books. Uh, People to be Loved is one of them. There's a guy, named, a pastor named Kevin DeYoung. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. reformed pastor. Uh, he's got this book, What Does the Bible Really Teach About Homosexuality? He does mm-hmm. a, a breakdown of, of a lot of these passages, and, and he digs into some of the cultural context. Um, Sam Alberry wrote, Is God Anti-Gay? You know, we referenced mm-hmm. this, I think, in the last yep. episode when we talked to Sam. Yep. Yeah, what do you got there? And then Dr. Preston Sprinkle has two books called Grace 1.0 and 2.0. He also has a 12-part video series at thecenterforfaith.com. Definitely encourage you to check those out. You're going to find, I know for me, when Pastor Ryan took our staff oh. uh, to Grand Rapids and we heard Dr. Preston Sprinkle speak on Grace 1.0 and 2.0, Man, I was rebuked. A lot of my ideas and, and the way that I was speaking uh, about the LGBTQ plus um, conversation was not very loving. Uh, it, it wasn't mean or spiteful. I didn't have like hate in my heart, but it was just uninformed. And I found Grace 1.0 and then the 2.0 fantastic book again by Dr. Preston Sprinkle. We're kind of fanboys, aren't we? We are. I mean, he's just got such good <laughs> yeah. material. And it's not just him sitting like he has No, it's dialogue. Like if like yeah. if you if you listen to his podcast, if you go check out some of his videos, yeah. like he he does a fantastic job uh, upholding a an orthodox biblical sexual ethic, mm-hmm. uh, but also looking at oh, how do we walk lovingly alongside yeah. uh, of human beings yeah. uh, that that we have the opportunity to, to walk through life with. Uh, I did say I was going to reference a resource, so I will, I will talk about this one. In the interest of mm-hmm. a well-rounded uh, mm-hmm. you know, conversation, there's a gentleman by the name of Matthew Vines. Uh, he wrote this book called God and the Gay Christian. Uh, the subtitle is The Biblical Case in Support of Same-Sex Relationships. So this would be the affirming standpoint. He would say, mm-hmm. you can be a a you know a Jesus follower and be in now he would say you could be in a committed monogamous same-sex relationship mm-hmm. that's he does he does narrow it uh, to that now clearly I mean we're not going to get into all the reasons why we object but I do want to make that uh, you aware of that at least mm-hmm. if that's something that you want to look at my encouragement is if you read this one don't just read this one mm-hmm. be balanced always look at as many sides of the issue as you can. But uh, yeah, well, hey, that's episode 69. We'll pick this up again, looking at some New Testament passages in our next episode and see what uh, Jesus maybe had to say or didn't have to say. We'll see in the next episode. Uh, But thanks for hanging out with us. Like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Did I miss any of those things? No, no, it's so important, (laughs) viewer, listener, if you would take the time, I know it takes a little bit to jump away from the app that you're watching this on or you're listening to this podcast, but you have no idea how much it helps us. There's there's algorithms and things that drive the popularity of podcasts and video podcasts like this. 
It helps us a lot. If you've been encouraged, share this, like Josh said, your, your Facebook timeline. Uh, maybe share a link on Twitter. Uh, let your friends and family know where you're getting encouragement. And definitely go to that platform. Give us, hopefully, a five-star review. If not, email us at uh, podcast at theradiantlife.church and tell us why it's a four-star. That's right. And if it's three-star, don't email us. No, no, no just kidding. <laughs> but hey, if you if you hate the podcast, yeah, we want to know. Share it. Yeah. Share it. <laughs> Still share it. Bad publicity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but seriously, I mean, uh, if you do, if you disagree, if, if you are, uh, you know, somebody who lives in that world, you, you would identify as you know, somebody who's LGBTQ+. Uh, we would love to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I, I will buy you coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, shoot me an email. Uh, you can just email me, josh at theradiantlife.church. Or you can email us, podcast at theradiantlife.church. I bet you both of us could take, JB could make you a fantastic coffee. I could do that. Uh, I lack those nerd. skills, so I would just take it out of Five Lakes and, and buy you coffee. Yeah. Uh, but I'd just love to have a conversation. Uh, yeah. Pick your brain and see if there are things where you're like, wow, these guys are so ignorant. I would love to have you. That's true. I mean, we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to have that conversation. But hey, we will see you for our next episode where we continue looking at a biblical stance on uh, same-sex activity. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.